I'm Daniel. My pronouns are he and him. I'm Robert, and my pronouns are also he and him. And And this is Grizzly Grizzly Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95 and they offer great customer service. I should know. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that? (laughs) Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry. And Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm now considering a divorce. Hey! To get started, head over to WarbyPorkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Wait, wait, wait. Warby Porker? That's a very different website. I was projecting. Very different. I mean, I project in all directions. Give them them that link one more time. Oh, sorry. To get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Again, that's WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Porker. You'll regret it. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am am tired, but happy. Yes. Yeah. Happy for any specific reason? I mean, we just... Like we we had a marathon day of meal prep and uh, content prep as well. We filmed three Just prep. Well, no, I'm getting Fil- there. Filming. Yeah, we prepared content preparation yeah. uh, for YouTube. We filmed three videos, um, which will be coming out over the next three weeks, which we're very excited about. Um, but yeah, it was about like twelve hours straight of just like you know plowing through. I felt like a real YouTuber. It it um it was definitely a um. It was definitely a marathon day. Mm-hmm. Um, and this seems like the best moment to mention that this is going to be our last episode for the year. Uh, so we're going to be taking a break from now until, is it January 8th? Yeah, January 8th will be the first episode of the podcast for 2020. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we just wanted to let you all know uh, that we're going to be taking the next two weeks off um, so that you can prepare. Yeah. <laughs> prepare to miss us um and also there was something else i was gonna say and i completely lost that we're, you gonna say? we're going to be releasing youtube videos over yes. the holiday anyway yes so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a christmas themed video coming out right before christmas and then a new year's themed video right before new year's so that's on december 23rd and 30th yes uh so if you're looking for a recipe for christmas uh we have a we will have something for you and then we also have one of my favorite new year's eve traditions uh so we'll you'll you'll see those i guess we can say what they are right since we already filmed oh yeah so the christmas (laughs) video is going to be um a keto flan 
um, that, well, again, you'll see this in the video, but it, it came out really, really great. Um, and, you know, was something that I experimented with for a little bit before I found a, a, a like a recipe I didn't have to futz with, which was very exciting. Right. And one of my favorite New Year's Eve traditions is having hors d'oeuvres from that giant purple box that they sell at Costco. Um, I believe the brand is Spring Valley. And so there's five different varieties of hors d'oeuvres in the box. Um, I only really like three of them. So I made three of the varieties um, in a keto style. Um, my video was not as successful as Daniel's because I did not test out all of the different um, I I was doing some research to find the right dough because I, the um, the hors d'oeuvres that I'm talking about are all in a puff pastry and that's sort of hard to replicate when you're doing it uh, like keto style. Mm -hmm. So uh, I found a pie crust recipe that was not successful. So I'm going to do some more experimenting and mm -hmm. hopefully I will be able to add an addendum to my video so that you will actually have a recipe that you can make for New Year's. But, um, but there was a winner in that group. Yeah, there was yeah. a definite winner. Filling-wise, anyway, yeah. there was yeah. a definite winner. But, <laughs> you know, you can always fix a crust. Yes. <laughs> so that's what we have coming up. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I can't really feel... I, I don't really know so what else has been going on. We were filming all day Saturday, and we got a late start because mm -hmm. we went to see The Christmas Wish, starring Pissy Miles and Jacqueline Hyde, yeah. and we stayed out. Well, first of all, so the Triad Theater has a two-drink minimum, and... They make you order your both of your drinks at the beginning, like before the show has even started, so that they just bring you the second yeah. drink while the show is happening, which I think is a little tacky, if I'm being honest. But whatever. It's fine. So uh, the, the thing I did not know is that my husband ordered two of the same drink, which I told him I had last year at Pissy's show, and I told him it was disgusting. Oh, I didn't know you... I didn't hear you... See, I'm old and deaf. I didn't know that you, you had, had it. You pointed and said, this particular drink looks good, and I said, oh, I had that one last year. It was gross. I said it very oh, clear. I didn't hear that. We were the only ones talking at that moment. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I had that one last year. It was gross. Well, yeah. Word for word. He... Then orders that drink, and in the middle of the show, when the um when the when the server comes over to take our drinks that we finished, he changes his drink. But of course, the server can't remember who's having what, so they bring over another one of the drink that I told Daniel not to order, and a Manhattan, which I did not order. I don't like Manhattans. I think they're disgusting to me. I love whiskey, but to me, a Manhattan, it's just like, it's too matchy-matchy. There's so much like licorice taste in it. I hate it. I don't fucking ill of hate a Manhattan. It. So the drink comes and I'm just drinking it and being like, whatever, I'm having a great night. I was a little stoned. They had French fries on the menu. Ooh, so I was good. like, oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to cheat a little. I'm going to have a Cheeto and have some mm -hmm. French fries. And then, um... The second drink comes and I'm like, oh, this drink is rough, but I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to power through. I'm going to I'm going to sip it during the second half of the show. And I come to find out at the end, he's like, oh, they charged us for a Manhattan, but they never brought my Manhattan. And I was like, you fucking changed your drink and they ruined mine instead of yours. Mine was so easy. A Diet Coke and whiskey, specifically makers, because they were making you pick from the top shelf. I like the cheap shit. I love Evan Williams, my favorite. But for some reason, they fucked up my drink 
not yours. I'm so sorry. They brought you the correct nasty drink, which you had ordered from the beginning. <laughs> correct nasty. That's the, the drink of choice. That's the drink you, that's the drink you brung, and that's the drink you should have drunk. So wow. there you go. Wow. But I'm not mad about it. She's so bitter today. I don't get it. It's a Sunday. Anyway, no, it's just, the thing is, I don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink typically. And so if I have too much to drink, I am sick the next day. And that's what happened. That's why we ended up having a late start. Yeah. So. I mean, we were also out until three in the morning. Yes. So that. there was that. There is um, that. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that for the second year in the row, Pissy knocked it out of the park with the Christmas wish. Um, so much so that they had... Uh, two nights this year um she had a new a new uh co-host not co-host co-star co-star thank you um in Jacqueline Hyde who we had on last week's episode and she was great we had them both on last week. well yeah we had them both on last <laughs> week's episode sorry um I just Pissy's just always here in my mind so um but Jacqueline was great really sweet very talented she was able to keep up with Pissy uh which I don't think is an easy feat um and they had great chemistry it was really delightful it it really it was really great and um what I like the most about it is or what I like the most about Jacqueline specifically is that she had an issue with her voice Mm -hmm. at the very end she's singing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You at the end of the show (laughs) and she basically doesn't have a voice and I just thought the way that she handled it was so smart yeah because she she won even though she could she was having a hard time singing the song which she finished it yeah I think that's she did not sing it exactly you know um and it wasn't making my ears bleed so that's nice but specifically the way the fact that she leaned into comedy with it i think she she handled it like a pro Uh, like this yeah mariah sounded great (laughs) um it was just it was really um it was really beautiful to see that um like how synergy yeah, because like you know, there were there was a a, a fumble here and there, obviously, because right. like it's live theater. But they just you wouldn't have known. You wouldn't have known. You know, right? Um, well, it's great. I will say if I can give some uh, like insider knowledge. So Pissy did this show with someone else last year, and that person just happened to not learn any of their lines or memorize any of the jokes. Stepped on all of the writing, all of the brilliant writing that our friend did, and you couldn't tell. I think that, and that's not to be shady to the person that was in the show with her last year. I'm just saying, I think the show is so well written that you couldn't tell. Yeah. And also, I think that um, that Pissy does so, Pissy is so uh, passionate. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> Pissy's say that. passionate about Christmas. Um, and so, because <laughs> <laughs> because of that, I think um, it comes it comes out. It radiates out of her. She mm-hmm. looks like she's having a really good time. Yeah. Like she's having a great time. And I really I love that she chose Jacqueline mm-hmm. uh, to do this show with her because I think that they really do. They have a great chemistry with each other. Yeah. And you believed like part of the plot of the the show is that they live together. You believed that they actually were roommates. Yeah. So absolutely. Um. I just I really enjoyed it, and I'm so happy that. Um, I, I hope this becomes a like a yearly thing because I enjoy having a like a Christmas themed moment. Mm-hmm. Although I'm just remembering we're seeing Jackie Beat yeah, next we're seeing Jackie Beat on Sunday. with Ari Kiki. But that's a given. Like I'm, I'm not saying, every year. Not a given. What I'm saying, I, I well, what I understand from what you're saying is that like being able to support our friends and specifically those friends who are really, really talented at what yeah. they do. Yeah. That is it brings so much joy to us because 
you know, why not? Like, you know, Pissy is working her butt off to create these shows and, you know, I mean, increase the already large presence that she has, but it's something that I think needs to be shared with the world, um, how funny she is and kind and, and all of that. So, you know, it, it means kind of a lot more to support a show by, you know, somebody like Pissy and considering her place in our lives, you know? And... A, an added bonus to all of that is that we get to see so many familiar faces when we go to her mm-hmm. show. Um, you know, Pissy's sister and her wife were there. So mm-hmm. always great to see them. David's sister. David's sister was there. Um, Jasmine uh, Rice-Labeja. Yeah. After her. Internet star Jasmine yeah. Rice-Labeja um, was there fresh out of surgery. <laughs> hours. <laughs> hours. I'm so annoyed that I that I missed that Facebook Live or Instagram Live, whatever it was. But. Yeah. Um, still soaring real high off her oxy um we also we we got to see alexis michelle and dusty ray bottoms mm-hmm. who were both there i mean it was, we just had a really good time yeah, yeah and really i nice. feel like every year it's a good time and uh i i like i like this becoming a tradition mm-hmm. yeah. so if we can if we can facilitate that keep it going i would like to do that yeah um do you want to talk about the mass singer? I Did you do. have anything else? Nope. Oh. I'm, I have checked all my boxes. Let's get into that mask. So mask this mask. week, we got a double helping of the mass singer um, because they are trying to wrap things up before the new year. So we got down to the top three this week we did yes we got down to the top three so well we were top five with this this first episode we're going to talk about yeah and then at the end of the second episode it was the top three so on the first episode yes episode 10 thank you Um, on episode 10 um we had the fox performing blame it by jamie fox featuring t-pain okay this was the moment where i was like okay they're finally gonna give up on jamie fox because to me the the fox sounds nothing like Jamie Foxx. No. At nothing at all. Also to have him perform his own song that would just be like daft. Well, I think. They to to have him perform his own song on a show where that has never happened before. I mean, here's hoping that the producers do that on the next season cuz I think mm-hmm. that would be a great way to throw people off. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're doing a great job of throwing people off already. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. There was absolutely. a lot of off throwing. <laughs> um, I, I like the performance, but like, hello, like this was Wayne Brady. Like right. you could totally hear it. Well, I think the added part of it is that, uh, it's not, they, they automatically went to T-Pain is, was on the judging panel that week because mm-hmm. he won last season. And, uh, obviously they were like, oh, obviously Jamie Foxx is like, oh, T-Pain's going to be here. Let me do the song that we did together. No, they've never, they've never had an, the, the artist sing their own song. Also, when the Fox started singing, he didn't sound like Jamie Foxx. So like, it, it just, it's, it's, it's frustrating at the same time. The two of the judges that I think are sort of dead weight, they got them right this week. Yeah. So like but we'll get to that. The the um the what? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking like the anyway, we'll get to it. Sorry. My my mind totally went another direction. Um Who's next? Next we have the Leopard who performed We Are Young by Fun. I like this a lot. I love that song. Um I love the way they performed it. I thought it was fun. Um I love the way that the leopard used his costume. Like, 
excellent. I think. Yeah, the the leopard in like period costumes. Let's let's keep doing peignets for days. Peignets. Um. Peignets next day. up, we have the Thingamajig, who performed "Ordinary People" by John Legend. This is a hard song to sing. It's a hard song. It was it was a very beautiful performance. Like he sounded great. Absolutely. But and we find out who the Thingamajig is on the next episode. I just want to say, sir. You have a voice and you should sing mm-hmm. for you should sing for the public more often. That's yeah. all I have and to say. Through everybody. In case I in case I forget to say it when we talk about the next episode. You have a voice. My goodness, you have a voice. Uh, the Flamingo did Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. How do you as a big as a big Fleetwood Mac stan, how do you feel? I it was okay. It was I'm being generous. This this song is not for everybody, and I uh-huh. think that like like obviously the flamingo is a professional singer right like that's i i mean or that's their job we think we the think, flamingo because yeah. we have a very strong feeling about who's in that costume what what bothers me and 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 it's not even the way she sung it because this song is not meant for her to sing like i think that that's just at the end of the day this song like I don't I don't again I don't know how you talk about voices and all of that but like it's a very like open like happy um clear song okay I I, like and there was just a lot of noise Hmm. in her like a lot of you know like the 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 lyrics were kind of uh muddled i think and she was doing this like uh, you know the the like runs and things yeah and well you can modify certain songs to do that i don't i don't think that this the her interpretation of the song did it any uh justice justice i think it just but it wasn't bad it's just i'm a big fleetwood mac fan so like as soon as i saw it you know the title appear on stage i was like oh what are they gonna do with this with this contestant yeah you know um specifically being a woman given that the song is primarily sung by a man exactly and Uh, i think that that was a smart choice given this person's specific abilities Mm -hmm. and how thin their voice tends to sound on a recording yeah. uh I, I i thought it was clever of the producers mm-hmm. to 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 suggest the yeah. song i don't know i don't know how it did kind of, of eat her up, this works i think a little bit but i feel like she's been eaten up the whole time and for mm-hmm. some reason the judges love it so i don't, I don't know. know um next up we have the tree who performed the edge of glory by lady gaga i loved it i thought it was fine but it did sound like we were it sounded like it sounded like really good karaoke yeah so that's not really that's not necessarily what we're going for, I think. I mean, I, I also think, again, this song, it, it's like Lady Gaga has one of the best singing voices out there right now. Like, it's okay. it's a really good voice. And, like, what she does with her songs, I think, makes them instantly recognizable as her voice. So, like, you know, if you're a fan of this song, you know what you're listening for. And that wasn't there, but I think that the tree... um what what where where whereas i think the flamingo couldn't really handle go your own way mm-hmm. i think that the tree was able to really like take edge of glory and make it her own and maybe not do the like top top job with it but mm-hmm. i enjoyed it yeah it was fine it was my favorite <laughs> and then uh last but not least is the rottweiler singing someone you loved uh 
I think we'd never heard this song before. And then it came on on the radio the other day when we were in an Uber. And I was like, oh, this is that song that the Rottweiler did. It's heartbreaking. It is very, very, very emotional. And I think I think he did an amazing job. Given that I'd never heard it before, mm-hmm. I felt all of the pain and and all of that from the Rottweiler yeah, it's singing. Very it. sad. And I actually have it on my Spotify now because I quite like it. Oh. <laughs> by, oh, by Louis Capaldi. Sure, I think that's anyway. He did a very good job. He made Nicole uh, sh- Nicole Scherzinger. Thank you. Cry, mm-hmm. but she always cries for him. So, um, let's talk about who was unmasked this week. Oh my God. And we forgot to give the spoiler warning again. So again, spoiler, (laughs) we're about to reveal who was sent home on the masked singer last week on the first episode. And we're also going to reveal who was sent home on the second or the two people that were sent home on the second episode, which that's a spoiler Mm -hmm. too, but we're about to spoil it for you. So if you don't want to hear it, fast forward to the end of this segment. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go. So, well, wait, before we do that, I want to say that while the tree, so the tree is the person who had to take off their mask. While the tree was singing, for some reason, I was like, okay, I'm off Lisa Kudrow. They did that to throw us off this person's mm-hmm. scent. I am now convinced that it's Diane from Cheers, right? That's her name? That was her name on Cheers? Shelly Long. Shelly Long. Yep. Thank you. I, am, I was like, I'm convinced that it is Phyllis Neffler inside of this costume. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Jenny McCarthy kept saying on a gas tire, on a gas tire, on a gas tire. Yeah. And, and the way she put like all of the stuff together. Yeah. I, I didn't think she was capable of it. Right. And um, and she was right. Yeah, Look at the that. She was on a gas tire. I mean, I didn't know. I like honestly didn't know that she sung, that she could sing, that she'd been on Broadway. I didn't know any of that, that she was in a show with Dr. Ken apparently oh i didn't know yeah that. they were in a they were in some show together where she sung and she's like you heard me sing um i like that was great i love on a gas tire so i think she's great i just was not thinking like i was not headed in that direction mm-hmm. so i was completely thrown off by it i was also a little disappointed <laughs> because in my head i was like oh my god they're about to reveal shelly long <coughs> as the tree and when that didn't happen, I was a little disappointed. We also, we regularly message with Jiggly about this show because we're always like, who do you think this is? Who's this? Who's this? And so um, she had already seen the episode mm-hmm. and we were watching it after it had aired and she spoiled it for Daniel, but I like, didn't look at the message. I love when she sends us spoilers and she's like, have you watched? And we're like, no. She's like, don't look at what I sent you. But of course I was like, oh, what's this notification on Instagram? And I was like, oh, Okay. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It's like, no, I actually really kind of like knowing sometimes when you don't know. Because mm-hmm. when I saw that it was Anna Gastar, I was like, really? That That's like a gag. Like, I, you know, I didn't know she could sing, like I said. And also none of the clues. Like, like she does the, the, cabaret the shows clue, and, and all that. The smelly cat. Like, I... I couldn't put them together. I don't know where the Friends and the Smelly Cat thing are going because I don't remember Anna Gasteyer being on Friends. And I also looked at her Wikipedia and I don't see it on there. So I don't yeah. know where they were. Again, I don't know what they're doing with these clues. The um, I need my um, I need my cheerleaders or like the, the thing about cheers. Yeah. That was a perfect clue. Because reference to the Spartans. Exactly. Yeah. But the rest of it, And it that out. somehow is what tipped jenny mccarthy off 
Because she was like yeah. Spartan. She's like Sherry O'Terry on a gas tire, but I know on a gas tire was on Broadway. And that, that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So why don't we take a break before we get into the next episode? And um, and remember, we're still going to be doing spoilers when we get back. Mm-hmm. We'll remind you when we come back from the break, but just as a reminder. Mm-hmm. Okay, stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back and we're getting into episode 11 of The Masked Singer. Just as a reminder, we are mm-hmm. still giving spoilers. So this is your reminder that we were, there will be spoilers in this conversation. So please skip ahead to the next subject if you don't want to know who was revealed on episode 11 of The Masked Singer. So this episode, we were, we were sending two people home mm-hmm. and we were going to be left with the top three. Um. Why don't we go? Why don't we just go ahead and get yeah. into it? So the fox starts things off again um, by singing "This Christmas" by Donny Hathaway. What do you think? I thought it was a great performance. Yeah, I thought it was a great performance, and I thought it became painfully obvious that that's Wayne Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess the judges don't really because uh, someone kept saying, uh, "Oh, that was that was for the um, that was uh, that was for the leopard." Never mind. Someone kept saying Eric Benet, and I was like, "Oh, get oh off, Eric God. Benet!" But I know. anyway, it's we'll like, can there. we not introduce a new? I don't because I don't think they'd mentioned him before. No, she had, had Jenny she? McCarthy is was stuck on Eric Benet. I just don't listen to the judges generally. I try like, not to, but f- occasionally they'll steer you in the right direction. At mm-hmm. least I think. Well, we'll we'll see with we'll this get that, there because that was a you know yeah. Um, next up, the Rottweiler who performed Mister Brightside by the Killers. I thought it was great. Again, very like the Rottweiler's sad. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's like you know, moody guy. Yeah. Um, I I still cannot. I have no like even clue of who this could be. I am pretty convinced that it's someone from the Backstreet Boys. It's mm. either it to me, it's either AJ or Brian from the Backstreet Boys, but I'm not sure. Hmm. The Thingamajig performed "Winter Wonderland" by Bing Crosby. It's a fine performance. It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't. You know, the best, but it was okay. Um, the Flamingo performed Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. Sure. I thought it was really pretty. I mean, it's also a song, I think, that is... Well, I don't... I'm not a religious person, but I do enjoy, like, Christmas music, even if it's religious. or something just really, like, grand about the way that it's composed and sung. So mm-hmm. I liked it. She could have been a little stronger and emotional, but I don't know. You know, it's just it's a song to me that is incredibly depressing. And so when it started, I was like, I have something to do in the kitchen. So I will be right back. (laughs) You know, like I, I don't, I don't really have time for this song right now. (laughs) And uh, rounding out the group was the leopard who performed Big Spender by Shirley Bassey. I love uh, this song choice for the leopard. It's so good. Love it. The the leopard is just so cheeky and camp and like I think of all of of, of all of the contestants this season has just really played the role or like developed a a character for this 
costume mm-hmm. that I don't think the other characters did. I mean, I think Joey Fatone did it in season one with the rabbit because mm-hmm. you know the rabbit was like twitchy and like evil. Mm-hmm. So that was really great, and I think that you know again, very few people who've been on the show so far, you know. Uh, try and do something other than just be in this costume and sing, you know? Um, so, I don't know, The Leper was great. Performed the hell out of this song. I, just amazing. Another great performance. Yeah. And really, like, just, you know. Um, he's having fun. Yeah, he's having fun. Pulled all the stops out with his voice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just great. Um, so, the first person who we unmask this week is or on this episode is uh the thingamajig what a gag yeah what a true gag for ken jung to get someone right like gag of the century like maybe three or four clues he was just like in this and this and this and this it's this guy yeah you know so this whole time everybody really was convinced that it was montel jordan and you know we were fooled remember because we were listening to the the music clips and stuff yeah but it was Victor Oladipo, who's a basketball player. He's a basketball player on the Indiana Pacers. And um, like I said during the first segment, sir, if you're listening, you have a voice. You have a beautiful voice. You should sing in public more often. I mean, you could tell that this because everyone had him fooled as being a professional singer. Mm -hmm. And so... I mean, you have something. You really have something. And I don't know. Great voice. I don't know if you're really good at basketball. I'm not saying that you need to change your career, (laughs) but you should sing. You should sing in public more often. Mm -hmm. Like, what a beautiful voice, sir. Wow. Um, And then the second person we lost. I'm really bummed. I cannot believe, but I called it. Right? You did because. Okay. I said before they started eliminating people, I was like, they're definitely sending the thingamajig home tonight and the leopard. I would have sent the flamingo home. Absolutely. Just because if we're looking at it of of these five performances from the second episode, I mean, the fox has been consistently good. I, I This performance was like a throwaway to me, personally. I, I thought like, it was a good performance. It was though. a good performance, but I don't think that like... He wasn't going anywhere, hmm. right? It's kind of like, uh, you know, on, on Drag Race where you know, like, you know, this person is doing well. So, like, one little slip up is maybe not going to, like, you know, mm. mess them up necessarily. Okay. So, I really thought that of the five performances, the thingamajig and the flamingo had the weakest performances. So, I was yeah. very surprised when they picked the leopard. Yeah. It's very sad to see him go. Yeah. But we were right. It was Seal. It was Seal. Yeah. It was Seal this whole time. Um, and it, again, this was another moment where it became painfully obvious because he let himself sing finally because mm-hmm. he was he had been holding back like Michelle Williams yep. had been, uh, you know, and then finally let it all out on this episode. Yep. So um, I just I think it's amazing that um, I think it's amazing that the judges didn't catch on to his voice. I mean, yeah, all of those judges are at least our age, if not older. So they'll remember Kiss from a Rose. Right? I mean, at least Kiss from a Rose. At least that. Like, you know, it being on that Batman soundtrack, like, catapulted him, essentially. Right, but I'm I'm talking about the familiarity well, of I mean, the, the, the vocals. Yeah, and that song is so popular, like, yeah. it can't not be in your in your mind. Yeah, you know? no one else has, like, a smoky, uh, like, dreamy sort of voice Mm-mm. like like Seal Kiss does. Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, do we want to 
I mean, I already speculated about who I think the Rottweiler is. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear that we still think that Wayne Brady is the fox and Adrian Bailon is uh, the, the flamingo. The flamingo, yes. We already talked about um, the Rottweiler. Yeah, and the Rottweiler, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, so. I'm, I've given up. <laughs> and and we will address, or we'll, we'll do our best to try and address who... Um, who those last three people are on um, on the first episode we have of the new year. Yeah. So. Unless something more pressing comes up. Okay. <clears throat> As we head into the Christmas, well, we're in the Christmas season. Yes. But since we're releasing this the week before Christmas, um, we wanted to take a minute to just kind of talk about, you know, what Christmas is for us, um, some of our traditions and, you know, like what we're going to be doing this year. Yeah. So um, what are some of your kind of most um i was gonna say prize but most like beloved christmas traditions so from growing up um because i'll just give you three like quick ones from growing up one of the biggest traditions we had was um i mean aside from all of the like the staple things where we would spend christmas eve with my mom's family christmas day with my dad's family um uh one of my favorite memories from growing up is that we always had to distract ourselves. We knew that we had to distract ourselves from about 1045 to midnight mm -hmm. because that was when our parents put all of the gifts under the tree. And at my aunt's house, she had a um, she had like a den that was completely almost closed off from the rest of the house. So we us kids understood that if we were to get our gifts at midnight, we had to go hide and watch a movie uh, until until we were told to come out, basically. So we sort of understood that, and that became a little bit of a tr tradition. That was really nice. Uh, before that, one of the adults was tasked, like before they explained to us that there was no Santa, um, they, <laughs> they would pile us into the car, and we would follow a light mm -hmm. um, uh, in the sky, and we would, our, our, our uncle, whichever uncle was taking us out on this drive, would convince us that it was it was Rudolph, mm -hmm. basically. I love that. Yeah. Like, every um, time you mention it, I'm like, that's so sweet. Yeah, and it's one of those things, I mean, it didn't really hit me until right now, but both of the uncles that used to do that are both gone. Mm -hmm. So I lost, we lost the, one of them a couple of years ago, and then the other one died this yeah. year, and it was, I didn't know, but this is a tradition that predates me even. because yeah, your sister posted My sister about posted it. about, mm -hmm. yeah, about how my uncle used to do this when she was little. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just, um, it's one of those things that I feel like if we had kids, it would be something that, oh, would, that be would be worth passing yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. You would take them cause I still probably wouldn't drive. Yeah. But. So my other, the, the, my other two, as if those weren't enough <laughs> is to watch a Christmas movie to get me into the Christmas spirit. And it always has to be. And I said this to you last night. I'm like, I love those movies where all of the, all of the kids come home to the parents' house and then there's a fight in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I love, I love Christmas movies like that. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. Um, cause we watched four Christmases last night when we were done mm -hmm. filming and that didn't really satisfy. It's absurd. It taste. was entertaining, but you know, it's a bad movie. It is. It is a but truly you know bad it, movie that is slightly entertaining. Yeah, it was like one in the morning and we finished all of this, you know, our marathon day of like uh, recording videos and meal prep. So, yeah. you know, something light. Yeah. You know, because I was not about to watch The Family Stone at one in the morning. That is my favorite Christmas movie. That movie is like emotional torture. It is. But it's very good. It is. And I think that 
I mean, I, I've never said this out loud, but I really do think that when I eventually do lose my mom, it'll be really hard to watch that movie. But I haven't made it there, so... It is very hard. That's why I'm Actually, saying you know, I understand. You know what, what's messed up is that I did not see it coming. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the... Where I was like, oh, yeah, like, this, she's, you know, like, spoiler alert, right? Uh, <laughs> like, Meryl Streep's not gonna die. Meryl Streep's not in that movie. Oh, damn, who's the mother? Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton's not gonna die. See, I knew it the whole time. Um... It was this just, is why you don't get to drive. I know. Um, <laughs> and and at the rate also that I've been dropping things this week, I should not mm-hmm. carry anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, you don't, you kind of don't see it coming, although she gets sick about a little bit bef- before the midway of the movie. So you kind of suspect that mm-hmm. that's where they're headed. Yeah. But you know. It's, it's treated in a very beautiful way, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, a really beautiful like way of presenting her death. Right. Oddly. I mean, there are other options that we can look to. There's Almost Christmas. Mm-hmm. There's This Christmas. Uh, I feel like there's another one, but I'm not. Um, I feel like I mentioned one of them. Unfortunately, I think This Christmas is the one that has Chris Brown in it. Wah, wah. But, um, oh, we've watched This Christmas with Loretta Devine. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it last year. That's it was... the, the one where um, Regina King beats her husband with a belt when he's coming <gasps> out of the shower. It's a particularly oh, was stellar great. scene. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like, like I said, I like those kinds of movies where mm-hmm. the kids all come home and then there's a fight in the kitchen. I just, yeah. I love that for whatever reason. Um, and um, I guess my last uh, Christmas tradition is, and I miss it a little bit. I used to take myself to the movies on Christmas Day because we would have a really long, like, because we open our gifts on Christmas Eve at midnight, we were just like waiting around to go to my aunt's house on Christmas Day. And so... You know, I I have really fond memories of like I've seen uh, I saw Jackie Brown one year on uh, Christmas Day, which is my favorite uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, I saw uh, Sweeney Todd one year on Christmas Day, which I just like I enjoyed this. And I and I specifically went by myself like I I enjoy going to the movies alone on Christmas Day for some reason. Just me and a big tub of popcorn and the movie. It's like a good time. Um, but we can go together if you want. <laughs> but yeah, that that was one of the traditions that I sort mm-hmm. of miss. My turn. Yes. Okay. Um, I would say my one of my favorite ones were Christmas stockings, which we also mentioned on last week's yes. episode. Um, and it's not necessarily like gifts for like. Pie. I mean, my mother would buy gifts that were specifically for the stocking, in addition to all the other stuff, because my mother was extra. But mm. so am I. So you know. But I really, I really enjoyed that tradition. Um, and she'd write our our names on them, and like you know that um glitter glitter gel stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was nice to like have it up. Um, we even had one for our dog, and she knew it. She knew that it was hers because she would go and sniff it even before like things were in it. And I know, you know, that like dogs can remember sense, but it was just very nice because like we included her. So it was all four of us and hers. Um, And I think hers even had like little like literally like peppermint cane, like peppermint striped uh, dog bones on it. Like Aww. as decorations. That's cute. Um, and she's not with us anymore. But it was a really nice uh, tradition with the Christmas stockings, which went hand in hand with like the tree. You know, like the yeah. tree was always a very big deal in my house. Um, my mother would, you know, say I want it to be ablaze with light. And, you know, we started putting presents under the tree very early um, because she liked it to be this um, like statement piece 
Um, and you know, that with like also assigning wrapping paper to my brother and I. So it was just this very like, uh, distinct way of having things look. Um, I feel like your mom would have been the type of person to wrap empty boxes, just like of different sizes, just to create like a tableau under the tree. Oh, no, she never did that. Hmm. No, she hated empty boxes because she felt like that was like... That was cheating. Yeah, that was rude. Mm. Um, (laughs) But my dad was the one who would like do a box within a box within a box. And then one of the boxes would be wrapped in contact paper, which if you've ever had to unwrap a gift wrapped in contact paper, like you want to kill the person who did that to you. Um, Can I ask a controversial question? Is that like a fuckboy thing? Excuse me? Is that a fuckboy thing? I don't know. Because I have someone in my family who does that as well. Oh. And it seemed like a slimy thing to do. No, my dad was just like, you know like being silly but i went up mm. to him one year okay and i forgot what i got him something very tiny but i tested this because contact paper is hard to get through mm-hmm. but packing tapes even harder. if you well, like yeah yeah so i i put the gift inside of a like a garbage bag <laughs> like the the box in a you know i cut the garbage bag to fit the box taped it and then like totally went around the box in uh brown packing tape so it was just sealed brown packing uh-huh. tape and then i ra- then i put it in another box and oh he God. was perplexed because i told him I'm like be careful it's really fragile because he was like well where do i stick the like the knife to like cut and i'm like I don't know. What was like, inside? I don't even remember. This was so long ago. Hmm. Um, but he's like, wow, you're like getting back at me. And I'm like, yeah, Merry Christmas. Wait, um, so he would do that to you too or just your mom? No, he would do Oh, if he did that to my mother, would no. Oh, he my, never did it to your no, mom. Oh, no, so no, I no, take no, back no. my statement from earlier. No, no. My mother was, no. My mother wanted to open her gift and get to it quite quickly. So mm. that did not happen with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not really a tradition. But, um... With that, I mean, uh, potato salad on Christmas is something that we cannot be without. It's just, it's hmm. a thing. I know I've mentioned it before. Um, <laughs> I still cannot figure out why Puerto Ricans have um, uh, potato salad on Christmas, but it's always there. Um, and it's something I'm really looking forward to this year because my brother makes a really good potato salad. Um, so there's that. And I would say just like, on Christmas Day, waking up really early, my brother and I would, like, make our beds, make my parents breakfast and coffee, and then wake them up promptly at 5.30. And then we would start unwrapping presents. Because we'd be like, hey, look, you have, like, breakfast and coffee, and, like, you know, our beds are made and everything's tidy. We have the garbage bags for the wrapping paper all ready to go. Like, it was serious business. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and then we would just spend like the whole day in our pajamas, um, because it's, you know, the one day of the year that we would just say like, nothing is happening today. Hmm. Like it was just that and like New Year's Day was like, you know, everything could shut down. Ooh, New Year's Day. So it's kind of luxurious, you know? Um, so those, those were like just some of the ones that, you know, I always really, uh, enjoyed. One uh one tradition that we sort of started when we moved in together but has sort of fallen off is getting a um is getting a an ornament to commemorate each year. Mm. So we've kind of that's one of the ones mm-hmm. that I would like to go back to. I thought I got one. You did? I got the the little cardinal birdie. Oh I mean it doesn't have the year on it, but I was okay. like, yeah, it was our one new ornament this year. It's pretty. Yeah. I mean, there are more. Spoiler alert. Um, but um, you just can't see them yet. <clears throat> there are more what? Ornaments. There are more ornaments coming. <clears throat> you got me ornaments for Christmas? Possibly. 
I don't want orange beans for Christmas. Well, that's what you're getting for Christmas. I want a divorce for Christmas. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you get a gift that's so bad that you want a divorce? Oh, my God. It might happen this year. Although this year I jokingly said, like, if I got a whole new set of pots and pans and a whole new set of, like, you know, like the set of, like, kitchen utensils, like big spoons and stuff, oh, I'd be so happy. Well, you're going to hate. I know. No, but that was a joke. I mean, I would not be offended if I got pots and pans, quite frankly, but, you know. Um, What are you wishing for this Christmas other than pots and pans? Like a gift or a thing? Whatever. Well, a thing is a gift. This is going to sound very corny. Uh I just want it to be peaceful. Mm. And, And I think that we're headed in that direction. I think so, too. Like, I think... So, we're doing a, um, for the first time, we're doing a secret Santa for Christmas with my family, and, which is my stepmother's idea, and anyway, it's all working now. And so, um, we each got a person, mm-hmm. um, and you then just have to, like, focus on them, and they use, I forget the name of the website, but, like, you can get together with people, create a list, and then it randomly selects your names, and then you can, like create your own like wish list and then your secret the person you got can also do the same so like Mm -hmm. you can like you don't know who got you obviously and the other person doesn't know that you got them but you can send messages anonymously back and forth so that element was really cool and i was very excited to um just like shop for the person i got so yeah, it was yeah. kind of it was kind of fun. It was almost like a weird scavenger hunt because mm-hmm. you um you get all of these clues as to what they want and then you sort of have to like put the puzzle pieces together with this uh with this like uh maximum budget. Exactly. that you have to live with it. And it's surprising so. how far you can make that budget stretch. Oh yeah. Actually. My person um, has uh, I've purchased 3 gifts mm-hmm. for them and I'm not outside of the budget. Yeah. Um I wish I were a better participant. Because, like, I'm I'm very bad at, like, telling people what I want. Because I always think of something useful mm-hmm. for the apartment. Or, like, I want a bag or a cologne or something, which I probably have already gotten myself. So, it's, right. like, I, that's, that's hard, you know. So, well, I'm like, I'll take a gift card. Well, because we're grown-ups with bank accounts. So, if we want to buy ourselves something and we have the money, we just kind of do it. Although Whereas, when we were kids, we would have to write it down on a oh list God, and Toys hope it's Santa. You'd like circle and my brother. My parents knew not to do that. My brother, well, my brother made sure he had his own copy and would circle and and put little flags. Oh my goodness, he was serious. I mean, I feel like your brother would still do that today. Oh, absolutely. If given, yeah, the choice. Yeah, I mean, it was you know fun for him. He wasn't like if I don't get this, like you know, it was just no. That's what I, I feel like. It was fun. Yeah, it was just. Fun. I mean, I I think it'd be fun for mm-hmm. me. Maybe not the Toys R Us catalog, but you know, well. Rest in peace, Toys R Us. But anyway. Um, but where was I going? Yeah, I um, but I decided. So I have been kind of obsessed with, well, we're obsessed with ASMR videos. But I have been watching these, like, satisfying videos on um, Snapchat where they, mm-hmm. like, play with slime. And there's just something very um, fun looking and sounding about the, like... Like and all the things that you add in. So the, I, I put a gift card on my Secret Santa, but I also put this um, <laughs> really like ridiculous a slime princess unicorn slime kit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> isn't that the toy <laughs> princess unicorn? Isn't that the toy that Dwight is selling on the um, when they do the Moroccan Christmas? 
on the office. Oh, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's not a prince like it's it, it it's like No, that's a... literally Princess Unicorn. Oh. That's her name and she's a princess that has a unicorn horn and her thing is my horn can touch the sky. And like Dwight buys up I don't know, 20 of the dolls because it's like the, uh-huh. the year of Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. So he buys up all the toys and then is uh, selling it for, mm-hmm. you know, a huge markup to all of these parents. And uh, and he's like, what a stupid catchphrase. And then Michael comes out and he's like, is that Princess Unicorn? My horn can touch the sky. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think I think that doing this, it'll be kind of a little more. I mean, not that our Christmases are like, you know. Like the family stone, for example. But it's just, it's stressful, you know? And only having to buy for one person and and have, like, you know, to be able to, like, spend what you would have spent on, like, three or four people on one person has been quite nice. Because it's just, it's done. And then, you know, we'll just, like, sit down and it's just one thing and, you know, focus on spending time together. So that's kind of what I want for Christmas more than anything is some peace. I agree. I love this. And I think that we should make it a tradition every year Mm -hmm. to do Secret Santa. Uh, I also love, um, I also love, but need to like lean into the idea that because we're doing Secret Santa with everyone else, that you and I are kind of going nuts on each other. Which we've never done before. Yeah. So it was fun to do that too. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel like we need to do that more often, mm-hmm. if the budget allows. Uh, so yeah. Um, but my... What's your Christmas wish? My Christmas wish is just to like be able to relax and like and hang out Mm -hmm. you know like i really i i used to look forward to like the christmas break when when i was in college or even before that when i was in uh like in high school and and younger just so that i could spend time with my friends Mm -hmm. that was not uh revolving around going to school and so i love every year to take off the week between christmas and new year's so that we can have a little bit of that as adults and so i'm hoping that you know, I'm hoping that we can do a bunch of activities. Um, one very specific one is that we want to get really stoned and go see the Cats movie because that looks ridiculous. <laughs> I would also love to go see a Broadway show at some point um, during the break. So we'll we'll see if we can make that happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I just want to like hang out and relax. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that covers Christmas. So we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk some New Year's resolutions, and we're also going to think back on what we enjoyed in 2019. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And before we get into our New Year stuff, we've got something in the keto corner. Yes. What is it? (laughs) Um, I'm really excited about this one. Um, In this week's keto corner, we have my pumpkin cheesecake recipe, which is also going to be up on our YouTube channel. Um... 
I've been making this cheesecake for God knows how long. It Basically, I make this cheesecake for Thanksgiving. So it took me a while to make it keto. So it did not come out in time for Thanksgiving. But we are putting it out now because it is still very holiday themed. And it's a cheesecake, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just a really good pumpkin cheesecake with a pecan and cookie crust and bourbon spiked whipped cream. So, you know, and, and it is sumptuous. I think there's maybe 11 carbs per serving. Yeah. But I think it's maybe a fifth of what the carbs would have been if it were made like you know the non-keto way here's what i have to say about the carb count so you're doing a carb count based on what like eight slices or 10 slices 12 slices Mm -hmm. i personally think that it is such a rich recipe you could do more slices that you could absolutely do smaller slices yeah and i think you could probably get like 16 slices out of that cheesecake as small as it is because it is it's you know it's very creamy it's very rich and you have the whipped cream so you know if you try it do 12 maybe try 16 servings um but it's it's delicious but the thing to remember is like this is a recipe for someone who does not want to get out like to um to get out of ketosis during the holidays. That's yes. the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. And so even though this is a higher carb dessert, it's still keto enough that it mm-hmm. will keep you in ketosis. Yeah. So and that's not going to spike your blood sugar. Um, again, like a lot of the keto desserts, actually, this is the first keto dessert that we've put out. Yeah. Yeah. So most keto desserts are actually really, really great for diabetics because you're using things like erythritol and, you know, Swerve, for example, that are not going to spike uh, your blood sugar and more importantly, a person who's diabetic. It's not going to spike their blood sugar. So it's great for that too. So if you're a listener and you have somebody in your family who's diabetic, um, or if you're diabetic yourself, you can definitely try this out and indulge without um, being concerned, you know, that that like, in you know, having this slice of cheesecake is maybe going to mess with your blood sugar. So head over on, you know, head on over to head on over to YouTube.com slash Grizzly Kiki and check it out. Yes, definitely do that. Uh, so now it's time to get into the 2019 wrap up. Do you want to let's let's talk about our favorite things from 2019? Okay. Um, in, in pop culture, okay. whatever, whatever you want it to be. Like, okay. what was something that you thought was great in 2019? Oh, Lizzo. Yes, Lizzo was. Um, I mean, 2019, 2018. Uh, <laughs> but I think that it was really amazing to see her just like shoot like straight into the stratosphere in Mm -hmm. term uh in terms of her visibility and recognition because she has worked so hard for this and we we've been you know following her for quite some time so to see the world embrace her the way it has makes me really happy and also like she fights her representation and safe spaces at her concerts. So it, it made me really happy to, to see that this year. Yeah. I think last year, uh, Lizzo's album was one of the things that was on our like things to look forward to mm-hmm. for the following year. And so I'm really glad because I was thinking about that list the other day. Um, I'm really glad that that was one of the things that we were able to actually enjoy from that list because there were a couple of things one specific one that um that was a big letdown i would say in 2019 so one of the things on our list was rent live 
Do we remember oh, Rent Live? Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> it was so bad. It was also a rehearsal <laughs> that we were watching, but I don't know. I will say, given that it was a rehearsal, some people, I mean, I did not have any faith in Vanessa Hudgens, and she right? killed it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Vanessa Hudgens should just be on Broadway. I think she has been on Broadway. No, I mean, she just oh. be on Broadway. Oh, oh. Because <laughs> these movies, girl. Oh. Like, do you remember The Princess Switch? I do. And we have, oh, we should watch that. Second act? No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Why does Vanessa Hudgens look older than JLo in that movie? But that's a different, that's for another time. Um, I remember like night Christmas night 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 after night the night the night before Christmas yeah night spelled with a K yeah um a time I think it's a time traveling movie with a strong female lead uh yes shout mm-hmm. out to Miss Fame uh so I think okay so I'm surprised if we can go back to second act for one mm-hmm. quick second we went to see that in the theater and I was surprised there weren't more groans when it's revealed that Vanessa Hudgens is in fact Jennifer Lopez's daughter. Um, I, uh, I, I just, I remember mm-hmm. looking around the room and being like, why aren't more people groaning? You should be groaning about this. Yeah. So, um, but back to 2019. Yes. Um, so yeah. Wow. See, that just, it just threw me because that was terrible. That was really Um, bad. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's kind of just been like, 2019 was a good year. Was it? I think so. Personally. Oh, personally. I mean, but I'm being yeah. selfish. <laughs> so personally speaking the fact that we were able to keep uh to keep to this new way of mm-hmm. eating that we had started toward the end of 2018 throughout the entire year i think is a huge win especially considering i have had a lifelong sugar addiction mm-hmm. that i completely killed by doing this new way of eating yeah. i love that yeah. for I both mean, of it's, us it's been a really big accomplishment yeah. and you know us um kind of changing our format a little bit and and branching out that's been very freeing for me oh i forgot we stopped we, we stopped doing we drag stopped race recapping which drag was, race anyway i don't want to rehash that but i feel like mental health has kind of been the theme of this year absolutely um we're both in therapy. You're new to it, kind of. I started going back, and I feel like it's, um, you know, you take your B12 and see your therapist. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I neglected for a few years um, for, you know, money reasons or not having time for a solid year. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I was really um, happy with. In 2019, um, transitioning into a new job where I am actually like 99.9% happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it's, it really has just changed my life and I don't use that, um, very freely. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, um, I feel like a grown up kind of, yeah, kind of at the end of 2019. Like, yeah, something about entering my mid or late 30s. Being on the other side of thirty-five now, it, mm-hmm. it's um, I don't know, you look back and like you can sit down and say like, wow, like it, I've done a lot, like I've accomplished a lot, and I feel very uh, grounded at the moment. So yeah, I like I like ending the year like that because normally I'm quite apprehensive at the end of a year. 
Yeah, I will say I feel very accomplished both uh, personally and professionally this um, at this time of year. Um, I, I I guess I just um, I'm a big procrastinator and I feel like I have left the procrastinating for someone else. Mm-hmm. You've you know? become quite productive this year, I, I have to say. I have. I really Sometimes have. Sometimes more than I mean. More, more than you? More than I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I, that I mean, that was truly my favorite thing from 2019. I also love Lizzo, obviously. And um, and I'm really happy that we got to see Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. on Broadway. Oh, because I, I really I've been wanting that for since I was like 16 years old. That I've been wanting great. to see that on Broadway. So yeah. I'm happy that we did it and close, very, very dangerously close to my birthday. So that was mm-hmm. great. What else? Well, Meh. I think we can we can let that sit. Yeah. And if you think of something. We'll come back to it. Do you have any New Year's resolutions off the top of your head? I hate New Year's resolutions. Okay. Um, I'm also not a big fan of New Year's, but I don't feel that way so much this year, actually. Like, it's just, it is what it is. I th- I just, I want 2020 to be the year of chill. Hmm. Yeah. I want to develop more chill. Okay. I don't know if that makes any sense. Personal my- chill? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Is there another way? Well, no, I'm just saying I, with the 2020 election on the horizon oh i'm not thinking about that yet oh okay yeah that that is it well but my question was are you talking about personal chill or are you talking about everything oh no i'm just talking about me i can't like affect change on that big of a level all by myself but um chill chill i just i feel like i need to ride the wave like i'm I'm trying and i've i've been good the past few weeks i think like Mm -hmm. i've you know um because I need to, I don't know, just like, I think speak up more and just be more um, declarative in mm-hmm. my statements and my feelings instead of trying to, I don't know, like tailor them a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, if I'm just open, then I have more chill and then I won't um, be freaking out about, you know, everything, everything, yeah. you know, sun, moon, stars and the kitchen sink. So that is kind of my big New Year's resolution yeah. is to just breathe a little more yeah um i guess my big new year's resolution um because it has worked so well in uh, 2019 is to have continuity essentially so to continue with uh with keto to continue exercising um i told someone that i wanted 2019 to be the year that i build muscle but i feel like i'm already doing that and i am in in conjunction in conjunction with building muscle i'm also uh burning fat Mm -hmm. and so that's something that you know i'm i'm excited about it because i can i can see the results on my body Mm -hmm. so i love that uh, I sort of was thinking about it the other day and I might maybe want to explore hiring a personal trainer maybe at some point oh, later in 2020. She's swollen and fancy. I might wait until 2021 to do that, but I just, I want to try it. I've, mm-hmm. I've, you know, David has a personal trainer and he does some like, you know, some crazy obstacle course type shit when he is working out. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to do that. And I kind of want to see what it feels like, you know, to have some other person who's in charge of making sure that I'm doing all of this stuff right, yelling in my ear while I'm attempting. I want to see if I like that. I don't know. I had a personal trainer once. I didn't like him. Yeah? Well, I didn't like him. It like it, and it had nothing he was just like I don't know, had the personality of like a sheet of paper. Hmm. Like it just wasn't, I mean, you know, exercises were fine and all that, but if I'm going to let you scream at me or like entrust you with the 
care of my body. I would like to be able to connect with you. And mm-hmm. it was very hard. But I hear when you find a good one, it's great. Yeah. I would also um, like us to take a vacation in 2020. Yes. We took a vacation this year, but it was almost like we 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 had these vouchers that were about to expire and it was mm-hmm. almost like the vacation was a little bit at gunpoint even though it was a good one. It was a good vacation. It was an amazing vacation. We had a great time. Thank you Favi Favi. Yes. Shout out was... to Favi cuz that was you made that vacation amazing. I mean, yeah. you did it. Yeah. Like Favi travels. Mm-hmm. Let's open the brick and mortar tomorrow. Travels. Let's Aww. do it. Um yeah, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like for us to to take a vacation that we plan because we want to, not because we have this expiration mm-hmm. date coming. Or are told, like, pick from this week. Yeah. Week. And, you know, I mean, right. that's just the reality of having a job, but it would be nice to, you know. I have also sort of promised my family that we were going to come visit them in August, so keep that in mind. <laughs> well, I have the month of August off, so. Right, right. I believe, yes. Uh, and then the other thing... I just want to like briefly mention, because I feel like I don't talk about this, but um, I was in 2018, I was drowning in credit card debt Mm -hmm. and I consolidated and took out a, I took out a personal loan to consolidate all of that debt because I was sort of staring, I was staring at two options, either filing for bankruptcy or taking out a loan and sort of forcing myself to pay all of this back. And I'm really happy at how all of that, like financially, I feel like I have my finances in better order at this point in my life. So I just want to continue heading in that direction. And I don't really know, I guess I would have to do some more research, but I don't know what the next step is for someone who is um, not necessarily rebuilding my credit because I never really had an issue with my credit. And I, I have amazing credit now because of all of the steps I've taken to, uh, to like sort out all of these debts that I have. Um, but uh, I, I just, I want to, I want to have more, uh, financial like success in terms of i don't know i just don't know what the next step planning. is yeah yeah i want to be i i want to be even better at financial planning for 2020 yeah i think financial planning so, for both of us individually and together is very important yes for the future yes that needs to be on our to-do list for 2020 it does mm-hmm. um now we talked about resolutions, but are there specific things that are going to happen in 2020 that you're looking forward to? I can think of a couple of them if you want me to start. No? None? I mean, I don't know. Go ahead. Maybe I do. I haven't. Honestly, like, I I think very far ahead, but I realize I don't all the time. Okay. Well, I can think of two <laughs> specific ones. So, the In the Heights movie is coming out in 2020. Oh, and In the Heights is my favorite Broadway musical, so I am excited to watch the movie. And that is not to ignore any of the criticism that has been coming out about the trailer and about how there are no black people in this trailer for a movie that takes place in Washington Heights. I see that, and I I think I see it now more than I did when I was such a big fan of the musical itself, because that existed within the musical, too. Mm-hmm. So I... I'm sort of wrapping my head around that right now, but I think I think that with the movie, if it's good, I'm going to enjoy it one last time and then say goodbye to that, maybe. Mm. We'll see. Mm. We'll see what happens. But as of right now, it is still my favorite musical, and I'm going to want to enjoy it on film, uh, even though it is like the casting of it is contributing to anti-blackness, which bothers me. It just bothers me. I'm trying to like... 
I'm trying to not pay so much attention to that because I've got so much other shit going on right now. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's troubling. So that's number one. <laughs> and then number two is, of course, the 2020 election, which I'm very excited about. I know that it stresses some people out, but I'm very, very, very excited. Um, I, you know, fingers crossed that we get Bernie or Elizabeth Warren. I will take either one. I feel like they are both very, very qualified. So I just, if I can rant for a quick second, I feel like a quick second. A quick second I feel like the people who were, um, I feel like everyone who voted for, um, everyone who voted in the primaries for Bernie, or not everybody, wow. I feel like a lot of the people who voted for Bernie in the primaries and then saw him not get the nomination for oh the first time around. the first time yes. around for the 2016 election i feel like a lot of those people went and voted for trump and so i feel like that momentum can come back in the other direction and i feel so. like that will be the thing that solidifies the win because we're not winning with biden we are sure as hell not winning with buddha judge so stop it all of you people who are trying to force buddha judge down our throats stop it stop it right now he is clearly out of touch clearly 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 out of touch and if you're out of touch with one community you're out of touch with the whole with the whole country mm-hmm. you're in charge of the whole country so be sure to keep yeah. the whole country in mind and i feel like bernie and or sanders and warren are the two who can do that yeah and I, that's that yeah uh, yeah i mean i guess i'm looking forward to that too i'm i'm looking i'm looking forward to to like that ending to this like weird well not weird because that minimizes it but this like domestic terrorism that that um trump is participating in to i mean to quiet down to end to have mm-hmm. some sort of cease and desist uh, just yeah see i even hate thinking about it because like it it, it is still one of the most confounding things to me how this happened mm. and like that you know, this has taken us so many steps backwards. So it would be nice to, you know, in November of this year, of, of next year, to be able to go into 2021 knowing that we're not dealing with that again. Yeah. I would also really love it if Melania Trump divorces Donald Trump in 2020 and we get a book. That's all. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not a big fan of hers. Actually, I'm not a fan of hers at all. But I would love a book. You're ready for a book. I really would because... I just would. I just would. This, he, uh, yes. Like, please. You know. Um. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't. Like, I don't like to think about the year ahead necessarily mm. all the time. Um. I just kind of, you know, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to having a good year. Yeah. And like enjoying it, and you know, dealing with the stuff that pops up. True. So, yeah. 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 Oh, and I would love it if Lady Gaga put out an album in 2020. Ooh. Very shallow, but I would very much enjoy that. I would. No, I'm tired of that song. Go away. <laughs> Stop it. I no, I really I really um I really would enjoy that. I mean, you know, makeup's cute and all, but like can we have you do what you do and what you do quite well again? Please and thank you. I'm also excited for the music of 2020. Uh, I just remembered that um, we're getting Cardi B's next album, Tiger Woods, at some point in 2020. Oh, stop it. That's the title? That's the title, yeah. Ooh. As of right now, that's the Ooh. title. Maybe she'll change it. Um, but uh, Rihanna is supposed to put out an album. She's 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 making us wait, which she's been fair. Busy. She's been busy. Very fair. Anti. She made us wait for Anti, and Anti was incredible. So... 
I'm fine with waiting. She she can make us wait until 2021 because it's up to her at the end of the day. And I like that. You know, she's drowning in fashions. She is. Um, And didn't you say, oh, you thought Beyonce was putting out a new album, but she's coming out with a... Uh, Yeah, um, her her unisex... Well, it's not just unisex, but it's Ivy Park, um, which, yeah, yeah, I think she's doing it in collaboration with Adidas at first. But now she owns it outright, which means she is the only woman of color in the world who owns her like her athleisure brand out athleisure that's the yeah um and so part of it is that like when it first came out it was like a trial run or something i can't really remember um it was just you know which is really funny athleisure (laughs) for for women and so yes there is going to be a gendered component i believe i jesus christ a, uh, a gender neutral component oh no there's going to be a line that is gendered toward that is gendered toward the binary. Yes. Is that what you're saying? No, no, but that's that's female. Like um that's female targeted? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Jeez. And then there is so going to be a kind of, you know, gender neutral um component component as well, which is I think is great. And you know, we'll join the ranks of other companies that are now moving toward being gender neutral, which I think is an interesting thing for fashion, quite honestly, because it it forces designers and manufacturers to really um, push themselves. Yeah, you know because and I think you can have a little more fun with it as well. Absolutely, you know. I find it really funny that Ivy Park was supposed to be like an experiment, and you have Beyonce attached to it. Mm-hmm. Like nothing she does is ever was well, like a capsule collection, a capsule collection. Of, yeah. But it's something that it's like obviously this is going to take off. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean where she is now in her career because i'm thinking now about darion and i'm like okay now it makes more sense but anyway um but darion was not athleisure no but darion was a thing it was a thing i didn't think it was great but anyway um (laughs) i wasn't it was not it was not for me so right it wasn't for me either but from what i saw i worked at a company that uh that dealt with some of the background stuff like the 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 back the the back end stuff for Darion, among other companies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Tina Knowles used to stop by regularly. It was interesting. And one of my coworkers told me that Beyonce came into the building once, but you couldn't see her. So she walked past like a um a room full of cubicles where uh where I sat eventually. And my coworker was like, Yeah, all you saw were uh, like tall bodyguards. Oh, she was like surrounded. She was surrounded by bodyguards. Wow. So you couldn't actually see her. You just saw the bodyguards, which wow. I thought was interesting, which reminds me of the time that um, Jay-Z stepped on my foot at the mall when I was in high school. It was interesting. You were in the way? It was a stampede. And I like it was one of those moments very much like in The Lion King where like you turn around and all of a sudden they're all coming toward you. That's exactly what happened. I didn't know what was happening. (laughs) And there were all of these people rushing toward me and Jay-Z stepped on my foot. What a great story. Um, Well, that um, just as a reminder, we are taking a break for the rest of 2019. So we will see you in 2020. Yeah. Have a happy new year, everybody. Yes. Um, So that brings us to the end of another episode. We're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to follow us. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. So until next year. Bye. Bye.